Yeah, NBA Straya, how are you going? Hey, yeah, mate. It is NBA Straya. It's Thursday, March 31st, all day. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. For whom seven wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. I'm here in Larry Armour Studios. Again, just in a T-shirt. <laughs> Not a basketball jersey. It's getting colder here in Melbourne. Anyway, uh, we're here hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA season while ripping straight. It's getting tasty. It's getting hot. It's getting exciting. The Grizzlies. They've clinched the two seed. The Mavs clinch a playoff spot and have slipped into third in the West. What? The Celtics got smothered by the heat. We've got some award ballot clarifications and Patty Mills is up for an award. Love it. Uh, we've got all the games from today wrapped in the uh, NBA Australia game. Wraps and uh, Juicy Slab, but that's not a knife. Old mate, no mates. Spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got Yeah Nazi, unpopular opinion of the day, and our back take house. We're serving up a flame grill take. There's Australian Play Watch. We've got Kiwi Corner. So we do on Thursdays, and we've got the game previews and picks for tomorrow. Before we finish up with the new diary of Stephen Adams. So let's get into it. What do you reckon? Sound good? Good. All right. Episode 786 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. You better. Especially if you're Adam Lefko. Yeah, that's right. The host that no one likes on uh, Inside the NBA on Tuesdays. <laughs> Got slapped yesterday by Shaq. That was pretty nice. Enjoyed that. Uh, just a lot of, uh, oh, oh, isn't this funny? Oh, yeah. Shaq just gave me a nice little tap on the chin. I love that. And you can just see that everyone like, just puts up with Lefko. And he seems like a nice, chill dude. And you're like, yeah, but that guy, he's just one of those guys, you know? Anyway, let's start today's show. Jimmy, are you one of those guys? Yeah, maybe. Just saying. Anyway, let's start today's show the way we start every show here. With the daily whip around or just me laughing at myself. Anyway, uh, we got the finalists for Teammate of the Year and Sportsmanship Awards winners types of the year as well today. Uh, the Twyman Stokes Teammate of the Year Award, DeMarta Rosen, Giroux, Boban, Rudy Gay, Andre Iguodala, just don't ask uh, Memphis, Chris Paul, just don't ask anybody outside of Phoenix, Jeff Green, El Jefe, Uncle Jeffy, uh, Jaron Jackson, Fred Van Vliet, Udonis Haslam, Kevin, don't ask Jimmy Butler, uh, Kevin Love and Grant Williams, love that, so that's a teammate of the year award finalist, and the Sportsmanship Award uh, finalist of the year, Bam Adebayo, Michael Bridges, Darius Rocker, Judy Garland, El Jefe Green once more, Triple J once more, and our man, Patty fucking Thrills! Patty Mills, love it. Uh, and in case you were wondering, he is a 100% chance to romp it in in the NBA Australia Best Bloke of the Year award as well. So, hashtag spoiler alert. Uh, other news from today. A couple of injury updates. Time Lord, Robert Williams. Uh, we had Woj and a bunch of other sources tweeting out today. Basically, the fact that uh, Robert Williams, so, you know, the linchpin to the Celtics' defense, essentially, did have a bit of surgery for his torn meniscus in his left knee, but it was the uh, the shave, the trim, not the uh, full-blown surgery. You might remember Rusty Westbrook did this back in the day, came back four to six weeks later because he's not really human. That was when he was actually good. Uh, and so this has landed Time Lord with about a four- to six-week recovery timetable, so he could be back as soon as the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. mentioned this on yesterday's show. It's one of those ones where the Celtics are kind of like, ah, oh, you know, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to, like, stomp through the first couple of rounds of the playoffs, but at the same time, if we could eke it out, <laughs> if they have to go seven and we get Time Lord back at the end of it, that'd be right. Uh, but either way, Emo Udoka did come out and say that uh, Time Lord had the trim based on the recommendations of his doctors. Uh, it was Time Lord and the doctors called the Celtics. They're like, no, nah, we didn't have any say in it. It was based on the tear, not on him coming back sooner and like helping us this year. Not at all. <laughs> nice one. Mobley! Cleveland Cavaliers, Evan Mobley is going to be out there at least the next three games with his sprained left ankle. Uh, that sound you heard was uh, Scotty Barnes and Kay Cunningham gunning for the Rookie of the Year uh, award. 
Interesting vibes. They're still like the NBA uh, rankings still have Mobley up the top. You've still got other folks just ranking Mobley number one. That says to me they haven't watched basketball for about the last two and a half months. Like Mobley's been good, but he's been, as I said yesterday, like more up and down than Twitter's reactions to Will Smith. Oh, it's assault! It's assault what he did! No, it's just some fucking rich dude slapping another rich dude about his wife. Settle down. Uh, either way, Mobley, look. I love him. I think he's been incredible this year. And you've just seen how important he is to the Cavs since he and Jared Allen have gone down. Uh, but yeah, I don't think he should uh, win Rookie of the Year. Vaccination shit once more raises his ugly, stupid, boring head. Uh, it was Tim Bon Tom's Timmy Good Times, uh, Boston and Philly. Basically, he said, no, nah, we're not going to answer that question about whether or not uh, they're fully vaccinated. At this point, Especially in America, where you can get the Johnson & Johnson, which is one shot. You don't have to fuck around and get other ones. This is why Kyrie is so fucking annoying, right? It's one shot. It's a vaccination. Same as your fucking measles, mumps, rubella, you fucking idiots. Anyway, and uh, so say the Boston or Philly have to go play the Raptors. It does seem like they will be at least missing one or two players uh, because they were like, oh, nah, we can't. We're not going to say if we're fully vaccinated. There are thoughts uh, about who may or may not have gotten the vax. Al Horford is one of the names that keeps popping up. Jalen Brown, maybe. Tatum says that he has. Um, Because obviously the Celtics just played in Toronto. So to get into the country, you have to be vaccinated, obviously. So a bit of a tricky one. Uh, And then Sam Amick of The Athletic, I believe, uh, in the Dumb Prick of the Week Award winner, was like, oh, well, they should bar the Raptors from being in the playoffs then. It's like... The Raptors are the ones that are fucking vaccinated. The same thing goes for people coming into the USA, you fucking idiot. You have to be vaccinated. What are you doing? Jesus, are you just running away with a dumb cunt of the year award? What are you doing, you moron? Jesus. Unbelievable. Oh, they should bar them from being in the playoffs. Or one moron on one of the teams should just get a vaccination like everybody else. Anyway, LeBron James. Uh, he's going back to LA to get his ankle evaluated further, his big sprained ankle, and get more treatment. The team has let him do it. <laughs> I like that. Uh, pretty funny. And here we are. So LeBron won't play against Utah tomorrow, obviously. Might get AD. Who knows what's going to happen there? Probably not. But we'll see what happens. Other news, Zion. Interesting one. Uh, Zion, the folks who uh, leaked the video... Well, basically, we're talking about the video of Zion dunking being out there before anybody else. So, like, yeah, well, we've heard that uh, he might be back in time for the playoffs. And everyone's like, oh, shit, okay. Pelicans did not play like <laughs> play like that today. We'll talk about that in a second, but otherwise. And the last bit of news, some of the All-NBA stuff and the awards, etc. the ballots. Uh, DeMar Rosen, interestingly enough, is eligible at forward and guard. Luca is eligible at forward and guard. Tatum, which makes zero sense to me. Forward and guard. LeBron James, forward and guard. Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid, eligible at forward and center, despite neither of them ever playing a fucking minute at forward. Uh, Some other weird ones. Devin Booker, guard and forward. If you could point out to me the times that Devin Booker has played forward this year, that'd be kind of fun. And Siakam is uh, only a forward. So there's lots of uh, interesting things with the All-NBA voting and balloting and allocation of votes, etc. that's going to make All-NBA a bit weird and a bit funky. Me, I land on the you're a fucking center joker and so are you, Embiid. Uh, We should either just have backcourt, frontcourt, or just fucking stick to it and just slap whoever you want as your best center, joker, or Embiid on the first team. And the second team gets the second one. Oh, no, he's a forward. Yeah? How's he How's he going playing power forward? Fuck off. Anyway, let's do some game raps. Game raps, game raps, game raps. Game raps, game raps. Game raps. Game raps. That's right, the game raps. Oh, man. What a fun day this was. 11 games. Dallas, they beat Cleveland. Cleveland! 121-12. Dallas got off to a flyer. Cavs fought back into it. Had the lead for ages. Up six of the half. Then, boom! Luca and Dorian Finney-Smith went off in that third quarter. Dallas up 11 going into the fourth. They had 31 of the Mavs' 39 points in the third quarter. It was crazy. So they go down from down six at the half to up 11 going into the fourth quarter. And they were very steady down the stretch. Like the Cavs' D without Jared Allen, without Mobley, really didn't have much of a chance of slowing down Dallas in that fourth quarter, and they didn't. Uh, no Spencer Dinwiddie for the Mavs on a back-to-back. So we're going to see Brandon Knight. Love that. Yeah. 
That's right. The man who was basically straight killed on the basketball court. So he got straight killed. By DeAndre Jordan. He's back in the life. Uh, my sweet baby carrots Levert look pretty good. 32 points. 11-19 shooting. 3-4 and 3s. Darius Rucker, Judy Garland continue his most improved player of the year run. Uh, this is Seriously, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland to win it. Ja Morant shouldn't. Oh, but Ja Morant's gone from star to superstar. That's the hardest. It's not the most improved, though. It's a big improvement. He's been awesome. He's also missed a fuck ton of time now. And Darius Garland has been, like, the only one on the Cavs who's actually been there the entire year. 25, 10, and 5. So that's 25 points, 10 assists, 5 boards, 4 steals. He was awesome. Unfortunately, the Cavs have nobody else. Larry, that's a girl's name, Mark, and goes 1 of 6 from deep. Kevin Love, 3 of 10 shooting for his 8 points. I'll tell you what, though. Momo Brown. Oh, big Moses Brown. 12 12 and 9. He was handy. And uh, he got signed to another 10-day by the Cavs, so pretty cool. The Mavs, Luke had 35 points, 9 rebounds, 13 assists, because that's just what he does now. It's incredible. Brunson had 18, 5, and 6. But Dorian Finney-Smith played his ass off, had a career high. 28 points, 6 of 12 from downtown, uh, 15 and 5 from Powell, and uh, Reggie Bullock, sniper alert. Went 3 of 7 from 3. But they went 16 to 42 from downtown as a team, the Mavs. Good win. And it got him into the three seed after the Warriors lose later. Hashtag spoiler alert. Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Dropped to 42 and 34. And uh, that is uh, a bit precarious. They're only two games up on the Nets now in the seven spot. If the Nets get a win tomorrow uh, against the Bucks, geez, it could be on for young and old. Uh, meanwhile, you do have the Dallas Mavericks 48 and 29 and in the three spot. And they clinch a playoff spot. Pretty gnarly. Denver. Kicked the shit out of Indy, but then they didn't. What? 125-118, they eke out a win. Nine minutes to go in the second quarter. The Nuggets had 50 already. That's right. So they played 15 minutes of basketball. The Nuggets had 50 points already. It was 50 to 25. That already doubled them up. They got up 31, the Nuggets. And you're like, all right, this one's over. Nope. <sighs> it's late March NBA basketball, baby. Woo! Pacers got the lead back by the end of the third quarter. Too many, there was like eight Nuggets turnovers, I think, in the third quarter. And the Pacers got into a groove. They got back into it. Halliburton, buddy, my buddy Terry Taylor. Goga, crushing it. Uh, But the Nuggets basically settled. Didn't let the Pacers, like, really fuck them up. And uh, got the lead back up to nine. Basically on the back of Joker and Bones Highland. And then a big ceiling three by Aaron Air Gordon, who has uh, done that a little bit in the last... uh, three, four weeks. Just he's like, oh, yeah, I haven't hit a three all day. Now I'll hit the biggest one of the game. Bang. Uh, They hold on, snuck away with a big win uh, because that keeps them in fifth, uh, the Nugs. And they're only two games back of the Warriors in the fourth, so pretty interesting. Uh, The Nuggets shot six. uh, Well, well, the Pacers, look, Buddy had 20. He went 5-11 from three. Halliburton, 15 points, 12 assists. Cool. Terry Taylor, 18-9-2-2. I love him. Gogo at 17-10. The Nugs went 62.5% from the floor, had 19 turnovers, though. So that probably means Michael Malone had about eight strokes. <laughs> Fuck it! Ah! Jesus. Joker with 37, 13, and 9. He's incredible. 18, 4, and 5 for Will the Thrill. Uh, 10, 8, and 4 for Air Gordon. Bones off the bench had 20, and Boogie was very handy again. I mean, it was against Goga. Uh, so we could probably slow the roll on the Boogie hype train, but still, 11, 5, and 2 in 12 minutes. You love it. Indy dropped to 25-52. Denver, 46-31. Up into fifth. You'll love it. Above the Yaz. The Yaz are all the way down in sixth now. That is incredible. Orlando played Washington in the Harry Potter Bowl. You're a wizard, Harry. Uh, That's right. The Magic and the Wizards. It's the Harry Potter Bowl. I love a good Harry Potter Bowl. And the Wizards fucked them up. 127-108. Magic got out on the Wiz early. Then the phone call came down to the bench going, what the fuck are you idiots doing? Tank, and then the tank went off without a hitch. Um, like the Wiz closed out the first and just rolled from there. Big run, and then they got the Extreme Zinger Meal going. Extreme Zinger Meal. It was supercharged today. Supercharged Zinger Burger. And that was that. Franz Wagner, hello, had 28. Uh, he was really good. Ice cold. Anthony was ice cold, though. 12 points, 4 of 11 shooting. Mark L. Fultz, though, loved it. 19 and 7 for him. Uh, just a little bowling ball, isn't he? Just good to see him getting back into the groove of things. Uh, for the Extreme Zinger Meal. Extreme Zinger Meal. 35-8-3. What a game. 3-6 from downtown. That's his best game as a wizard. 10-13 from the free throw line. 
Eight rebounds, three assists. Bloody good game. 25 for the notorious KCP and both Rui Hachimura and Dan Gafford had 17 and 7. Gafford had four blocks as well. They had their double-headed uh, big man monster out there for a couple of times. Good job with the Wizards. What are they playing for? Nothing. Orlando, great tanking. 20 and 57. Washington, 33-43. Miami! Boston, this was a belter. What a tussle this was. The Heat win it, 106-98. Uh, you can see where the Celtics missed time a lot. I'll tell you how much. Grant Williams had a bit of a rough one. Uh, but Average Al Horford and Danny T, they're a good combo. But you could just see, without timeline, they really do lack that edge. But, I mean, this is... Give them a couple of games to, uh, you know, have a crack, get into a bit of rhythm and not play against the Heat, and they might be right. But, yeah, Miami are just a bit too hard-nosed, a bit too uh, well-drilled, well-accomplished to not really just go at the Celtics' biggest weaknesses and just smash Williams, uh, go to Bam, who just hit free-throw after free-throw down the stretch. And they got a couple of massive, massive stops. And Boston, you just saw it grind to a halt in the fourth quarter, right? So it was a back and forth all the way as well. So it was like a one-point game of the half. The Heat got up 11 after a 10-zip run. Celtics ripped off a 15-0 run in the third. Uh, but they not only met their upper handful, right? So Heat pulled that back in no time. It was just back and forth. Like, the Celtics dropped five midway through the fourth quarter, and it felt like they might get away with it. Miami call a timeout, and then the Celtics just don't score. <laughs> <laughs> like the rest of the way. <laughs> Larry hit a three. Strews got a three. It was still tied with less than five minutes to go because a couple of nice little buckets for the Celtics. But then, bam, just kept getting the line. They manufactured points out of nothing. But some big booty car. Larry hit some big jumpers. And then at the end of the fourth, uh, it was Max Strews. He had two massive blocks. And the last one sort of led to a uh, Butler leak-out dunk that pretty much sealed it because the Heat were up six with less than two minutes to go. The Celtics copped a couple of rough calls. You get that. Uh, the refing was, again, a bit shit for the uh, Celtics fans. They did also miss six free throws. They did leave a lot of points on the table, and the refs were a bit of that. But at the same time, the Tatum charge call at the end was a bit fucking dicey, if you ask me. Uh, but they couldn't score. They just, like, forced the ball out of Tatum and went, all right, everybody else hit some shots. And everybody else in the Celtics like, <laughs> didn't want it. They scored six points in the last six minutes. That is fucking brutal for the Celtics. Yeah. So, I mean, the good vibes of Boston are right there still. The defense is still fun. They made Miami work pretty bloody hard for this, but to not get right over the top. Uh, just like one of those things. So Tatum goes 0-5 from deep, and that's like one of those big indicators with the Celtics. If he doesn't at least hit one or two threes, his game is just not quite like going to knock your socks off. And to go 0-5 uh, really kills you. So he had 23-5-6. Jalen Brown was really good. 9-22 from the floor. 5-9 from downtown. 28-10-6. But smart, couldn't hit a shot. Got kicked out of the end. He had, uh, what do you have, like 3 of 15 shooting, 3 of 10 from 3. 10 points, 8 assists, 6 turnovers. 15 for Danny T. He was awesome. Uh, Derek White, 9 points on 9 shots. But every time he was out there, I feel like good things happened. Uh, but Danny Tice was just great. And the Boston crowd loves him. Uh, 17 turnovers killed the Celtics, though. Butts had 24. Bam! Had 12, eight, uh, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, 17 points. He was unreal. And God, he's good down the stretch, too. Uh, goes 7-9 on free throws. Big Buddha Kyle Lowry hits some massive shots in the fourth quarter, too. 6 of 12 on threes for uh, Kyle Lowry. Ends up with 23 points, 8 assists. Struess goes 4 of 9 on threes. He had 14 points, 3 steals, and 2 blocks, did Max Struess. And there goes my hero, Tyler Hero. 12 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Shot 5 of 14, but no fear in that guy. 2 of 6 from downtown. Boston. Up to 47 and 29 with that one. Uh, they're back down in the four seed. Miami, the stranglehold on the one seed is looking pretty tight now. They're at the one. They're a game up on the Bucks, two games up on the, both the Celtics and the Sixers. This is the old double win against one of the contenders going for that one seed. Charlotte beat the Knicks 125 114 in New York. Awesome game. Um, back and forth, like two young teams, because Tibbs is now like, ah, oh, shit, I've got no one left. I better play Obi Toppin. Uh, Julius Randle got booed, love that, uh, by his own ten- by his own crowd, always fun. The Knicks got down 10 in the fourth, they got right back into it with like five and a half minutes to go, but then Miles Bridges went, fuck you, scored 14 points by himself, 14 points straight for the Hornets, Miles Bridges, uh, and then defense from the Knicks just wasn't up to snuff, and they couldn't slow them down, and the Knicks- Hornets just sort of ran over them at the end of the fourth. Was it that the Knicks were a bit gassed? Uh, is it Randle sort of... Gunning for his 
and not seemingly uh, doing much for his team. Fournier was out there dropping 30, but there's not much else going on. RJ had 25. Randall had 21, 5, and 7. IQ, Emmanuel quickly goes 1 of 6 on threes. I love him, but that was a bit of a rough shooting day. And it's kind of one of those things where the Knicks go 16 of 44 from three, but just not enough. It was weird. I don't know. The Hornets, they shot 52% from the floor. That'll tell you a lot. That's how bad the Knicks' defense was. Bridges. Mark Bridges. 31, 6, and 3. He shot 11 of 15. He was amazing. 4 of 4 from deep. 20 points. 15 assists for Lamelo, And 5 rebounds. 15 points on 16 shots for Terry Rose. But Kelly Oubre was very, very handy. That's all right. Rumors of his demise were uh, greatly exaggerated. 4 of 7 from deep for 21 points. PJ Hamilton, Washington, he hit a massive 3 late. That's all he does as well. Very similar uh, vibes to just the dagger threes of Aaron Air Gordon where he can't hit anything all game and then boom, in the fourth quarter, nails one. You're like, oh, fuck. 11-6-3 for him. The Knickerbockers, 34-43 and 43 now. That's a bit of a tough one. They had been riding pretty high. Charlotte are now only a half game behind the Nets. They're in the ninth spot. They're 40-37. and 37. Big win. Big win. Minnesota, he lost in Toronto, he 125-102. It's the Battle of the Great White North, 125-102. Van Vliet hits a three before the half, gave uh, the Raps a two-point lead. And then the Raps just shit-pumped them from there. They really limited Cat's impact, and as predicted, they made D'Lo on this year's show yesterday. D'Lo, they made his life hell. Fred Van Vliet just chasing him around, causing havoc, and uh, he had a night to forget. So, look, it was Ant-Man out there with 24 points, 4 assists, 4 turnovers. Classic sort of Ant-Man line, 4 of 7 from downtown. Cat, though, 16 and 10, 7 of 13 shooting, 0 of 1 from deep. I'm the best shooting big man of all time. Oh, fuck, I can't get his shots off. D'Lo, 13 points on 3 of 15 shooting. But the bench for the Wolves just went MIA, 10 of 27 combined, 4 of 18 from 3. Brutal. Meanwhile, the Raps went 18 and 36 from downtown as a team. Gary, Terrence, Trent, Darby, Jr., 29. Siakam had a triple-double. A 12, 10, and 13. He shot 5 of 15, but he got there. Uh, Scotty Boo. Love him. 17, 5, and 4. He does everything. OG, the OG Ananobi with 22, 4 of 4 on triples. Fred Van Vliet, 5 of 15 shooting for him as well. Like any game where Siakam and Fred Van Vliet combine to go 10 of 30 from the floor... And you win by 23? What the fuck is going on with the opposition? That's that Raptors defense. I love it. Uh, Fred Van Vliet ends up with 12 points, 8 assists, and 5 steals. Just ruined Delo's night. Precious had 13 points. He went 3-7 from 3 as well. Anyway, Minnesota, 43-34. That's a tough loss. Uh, They're basically now stuck in that 7 spot. It's going to be very, very, very hard to make up all that ground on the Jazz. And uh, for the Raptors, they're 44-32. and the Raptors are in the sixth spot. They're tied with Chicago for 5-6. Love that. Especially with Cleveland, you're losing. I mean, they're now two games up on seven. Toronto, out of nowhere. I think they've won 10 of 11. Or is it 10 of 12? It's a lot. <laughs> All they do is win, win, win. They're the Raps. Uh, what is that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. That is 10 of 12. Love it. Great stuff, Raptors. Houston, Sacramento. This was like a two, like one-legged men in an ass-kicking contest kind of game. One twenty-one, the Kings win it. One twenty-one, one eighteen over the Rockets. Houston came out like the Clappers, up eleven after the first, and then the Kings dropped forty-four in the second. It was just this game sucked. Like whatever. Right at the end, Josh Christopher had the ball off KPJ. Davion Mitchell put KPJ in the hurt locker as he was like, you know, sizing him up for the uh, game tire. And uh, Davion Mitchell going, no. Nah, you can't do that. He passes off to the rookie. <laughs> Clank. Game over. Uh, Jalen Green did have 32. Triple-double ju- triple there for uh, KPJ. He had 30, 12, and 12. Awesome. Just really really stitched up Josh Christopher at the end, though. Uh, Bruno Fernando at 17 and 10. Whatever. Davion Mitchell, 24 and 8. He has been awesome of late. Talk about the Tyrese Halliburton trade, moving him. Davion Mitchell's a real fucking dude. I'm just saying, he is unreal. Damien Jones, 24-9-5. and five. Trey Lyles went off for uh, 4 or 6 on dribbles, 24-7. and seven. Whatever. Houston, a 20-57. and 57. That's good tanking. And uh, the Sacramento Kings, a 28-49. It's a game they did not want to win. Atlanta beat the Thunder, 136-118. Yep. They scored the most points in franchise history in the first half. The Hawks, that'll tell you a lot. 85. It was 85-58 at the half. Packer up, boys. It didn't get any better. Thunder Dunsky. 17-41 from three. Tao Maladon at 18-8. Nice. Poku went 4-8 from three. Eight assists as well. 
Lindy Waters the third. Is it Waters or Rivers? What do they call it in Game of Thrones? A bastard of the Riverlands? Waters? Well, something like that. 25 points for Lindy. 7 of 13 from downtown. Love it. Uh, the Hawks went 18 of 39 from three, though. Because the Thunder like, oh, we're going to go 17 to 41, bro. Hawks like, we'll go one better on two less attempts. 46%. That's bloody good. Trey Young at 41 and 8. Talk about putting in the boot on the poor Thunder. What up at 20? Bogdan, 20. Hunter, DeAndre Hunter with 19 and 5. And Kevin Knox chucked in 17 points. I've still got hope for Kevin Knox. I love him. He's just not good. <laughs> but I've still got hope. The Thunder dropped a 22 and I believe 54. And uh, still have the fourth worst record in the NBA. While the Hawks are still sitting there in the 10 spot. Uh, with Charlotte winning today. That's a big win by Charlotte. Because they lose that. They slip to 10 as well. But either way, I'd rather have a home play-in game than an away one. Memphis eked out a win over San Antonio, 112-111. Cruel. What an escape by the Grizzlies. They were smashing them early. Still up big late. Then boom, the Spurs nearly stole it. Kelton Johnson had a play right at the end. A beautiful layup. Great play design where uh, they, the Grizzlies defender switched out the top rather than underneath. And he rolled hard at the rim. Got the great inbounds. Went up. Desmond Brain contested, and he just went a little bit too hard off the uh, backboard. Rolls a bit off the front of the rim and then off the side. Memphis, hold on for another win with our jar. Uh, the Spurs, I had them with the uh, plus six and a half on yesterday's picks. For this sort of exact reason, they're going to play tough, uh, and they did. They basically should have won it. That's crazy. DeJounte Murray, 33, 13, and three. He's awesome. Six of nine. Nice on threes. 23-7-4 for Calder Johnson and uh, 19 for Devin Vassell. The Grizz went 16-39 from downtown. Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones. Played a great song. Twenty uh, Great song. It is a great song. Uh, played a great game. 25 points, 6 assists. He shot 10-21 and 5-10 from deep in and 0 turnovers. Amazing. Dylan Brooks had 21-6-4. He was really good. Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton keep up their amazing shooting. Bain and DeAnthony Melton go both for 16. Bain goes 3 of 5 on threes. Melton 4 of 8. Love it. San Antonio slipped back out of the play-in race below the Lakers 31 and 45. Of course, the Lakers didn't play today. And the Grizzlies 54-23 lock up the two seed. Unreal. Last two games, New Orleans Pelicans eked out a win over the Blazers, the Portland Timber Blazers. That's right, the Portland G League is 117-107. CJ McCollum, he's going home. But this was not convincing from the Pelicans at all. Took them to late in the fourth quarter to really put this one out of reach, um, which is worrying because it is a bunch of G-leaguers and professional soccer players that the Blazers are just running out there pretending like they can play basketball. Pels could not buy a three. Like, the Blazers went 14-42 from downtown. New Orleans went 6-24. Just brutal. Anyway, Drew Bank. That's right, Drew Eubanks. Uh, 21-9 for him. 10-10 for Brandon Williams on 10 shots. Thrift shot, Benny McLemore. 16 points, 3-10 from 3. The Pelican, CJ, in his return. 25-3-4. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Spindles Ingram, 19-6-6. Shot 4-12, but he did get to the line. And my name is Jonas Valanciunas. 19 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, and 4 steals. Love that from the big Lithuanian. And Jackson Hayes at 18, too. Uh, Pelicans, 33-43. Portland, 27-49. And then finally, massive game. Phoenix, Golden State. Phoenix win at 107-103. Sun's got a big up the start, up 11 out of nowhere, and it's like, oh, shit, here we go. And then the Warriors are like, nah, man, we've got this. And they ripped off like a huge, what was it, 18-6 to uh, lead at the, after the first quarter. And then, like, the first half was awesome. Like, Poole and Bridges both had 17 in the first half. The Suns were up by two. And then, I don't know, I think the weirdest part of this game was that Devin Booker couldn't buy a basket. He was 2 of 13 at one point. He was scoreless between the last minute of the first quarter to the last four minutes of the third quarter. Finally gets a layup to go. And finally hit a couple of other shots down the stretch. Kept getting the line, though, which is massive. But uh, neck and neck. This was awesome. Golden State's defense up against Phoenix's uh, clutch offense. And uh, guess what? Phoenix's clutch offense is unbeatable, seemingly, because they are. Forward. They're 46-0 when they've led through three quarters. That is fucking crazy. Uh, right down the stretch, massive Chris Paul bucket. Gets them back up. Uh, bad turnover from Draymond down the stretch which is just what the Suns do, right? They just make you make bad decisions, and even Draymond isn't uh, outside of that. Poole and Clay were really struggling in the fourth quarter. Not so much as uh, Poole when he 
you know, leaned in for a half-court shot with about four seconds left, still only down three. It's like, Jordan, you can actually get closer. You're not Steph, mate. Just settle down. I know that you've had a good game, <laughs> but Jesus, mate. Half-court shots, probably not the best option there. Either way, and then uh, the Suns hold on to uh, win by four, 107-103. It was crazy and very, very fun. Uh, for the Warriors, 38 for Jordan Poole. He went 7-15 on threes. He was unreal. 38-9-7. 19 for Wiggins. Uh, had a bit of a weird sort of quiet night and then sort of cranked it up late. Uh, an 8-10-7 with two steals and three blocks for Draymond. Clay could only manage 13 points. He shot 5 of 21. Yikes! And 1 of 10 from downtown. It's one of those things they were talking about on the broadcast. It's like, yeah, you know, the shooting touch will come. And Steve Kerr was yeah, like, yeah, you know, it's more about uh, the shot selection rather than, you know, the fact of when he's actually going to hit him or not because he's going to hit him because he's Clay Thompson. And it's like, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, not much else really going on for the Warriors. Gary Payton had 10 off the bench, but Otto Porter, 5 and 6, just not much going on. It's a bit rough, I'll tell you that much, especially with Clay uh, shooting that many times and not getting that much of a result. So uh, for the Sun, I mean, basically, they still went 13 to 38 from three. And the Suns couldn't buy a three. They went 7-28, but they just held on because they kept getting to the line. 24-30, uh, they go from the free throw line. They limited their turnovers to 14 versus the Suns 21. Uh, the Warriors 21, so that's how you win a game. And also have Chris Paul on your team because uh, Devin Booker goes t- for 22 points. He shot 5-21 as well. That's the same as Clay. The difference was he went to the line 12 times. And hit 10 of them. He was awesome. 22 for Bridges in the end. Uh, 16 and 16 for DeAndre Ayton. Just doing everything out there. Chris Paul with 15 points, 8 assists. Uh, Jay Crowder getting into it. Draymond enjoyed that. 10.7 rebounds for him. Sham Wow hit a couple of threes off the bench. Uh, Torrey Craig was uh, not handy. Oh, a 4 from downtown. But either way, they hold on. That's a huge win. They're now 62 and 14. They're 31 and 6 on the road. That is absolute chaos. And uh, the Warriors, now 48-29. and 29. And watch out, because they're now in the four seed. Oh, geez. Uh, let's do an NBA Australia Brew performance of the night then, shall we? <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Ah, look, if it felt like I skipped over Joker and Luca a little bit there, it's because they're now going to win the NBA Australia Brew performance of the night. Joker had 37-13-9. But Jimmy, man, it came against Indy. Yeah, and he's the Nuggets' only good player. And he absolutely put him to the sword early. Yes, they came back. But guess who they went to down the stretch to get him over the line? It was Joker. Hashtag spoiler alert. 15 of 19 from the floor. That is ridiculous. 7 of 8 of the line. He's also limited his three-point attempts in uh, some of these games as well. It might be one of those ones that's like, oh, I'm gunning for MVP. I need to make sure that uh, they can't ding me in my three-point percentage, but at the same time, he's just making the right reads. And Luca just dismounted and dismantled. There you go, the Cavs. 35-9-13. He had a steal and two blocks shot. 14-26 from the floor and 3-6 from downtown. It was absolutely bloody unreal, I'll tell you that much. He smashed it. Trey Young, the 41-8, 13-24 shooting for a 12 on threes as well. And Poole. Ooh, as mentioned, 7 of 15 from downtown, 38, 9, and 7. He was unreal. 11 to 22, but he probably gets docked for that weird one. So, yeah, I'm playing for a foul at half court with four seconds left, Jordan. You're down three. Just get a better shot. Jesus. Anyway, so Joker, Luca, Paul, and Trey. That's some improved performances tonight for you. Who is Spud of the night, though? Spud, 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 Spud of the night. Spud of the night. We had some pretty rough ones. Vic Krejci, 1 of 10 against Atlanta for OKC, 1 of 6 from downtown. 1 of 9 for CJ Allaby, 1 of 6 as well from 3. 2 of 11 for Chris Bobby Boucher for the Raptors. Their big win over Minnesota. But uh, a couple of big uh, point guards where they actually probably really impacted a big loss for their teams were the dudes who shot the exact same number today, D'Lo and Marcus Smart. They both went 3 of 15. D'Lo goes 1 of 7 from downtown. 
Uh, Smart at least hit three or ten of his threes. Uh, got kicked out, obviously. So D'Lo ends up with 13 points, one turnover, six of eight at the free throw line. Smart, 10 points, eight assists, six turnovers, and kicked out right at the end. Very spud-worthy, and I kind of uh, hit on the D'Lo thing yesterday, just going up against that Raptors team where it's like, yeah, we've got a fucking point guard who can actually play defense. D'Lo's in trouble. Boom, he was. And yeah, look, Pat Bev sort of made Fred Van Vliet work for it on the other end, but what can you do? Shut down D'Lo. It's making it very hard for the Wolves to win. And Smart, like, just ran into a meat grinder there. Like, he had a couple of nice, really, really nice moves, a couple of nice dishes, but... And his defense is insane, but the when you go 3 of 15, just that sheer volume of shots that you're missing really impacts. So there you go, a couple of spuds for you. Old mate, no mates, though. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Who's got no mates today? Well, I mean, the uh, NBA refs are obviously a big, you know, as a collective group must be big fans of NBA Australia because they understand that Austin Rivers does have the most punchable face in the world. Uh, he got tossed today for not hitting Lance Stevenson in the face with an elbow. Because he didn't hit him, but he got tossed anyway. <laughs> like, that is such a fucking... Oh, we hate this prick so much. Let's just throw him out. Like, fuck you, Austin Rivers. And Austin Rivers was like, oh, come on! <laughs> Loved it. Uh, and Julius Randle. Talk about old mate no mates in your own fucking city. So he actually came out and said, yeah, the rumors about me requesting a trade of bullshit didn't matter. He still got booed at home by his own fans. And uh, I mentioned that he had 21-5-7 in that game. I mean, they lost. So, I mean, he still got his. So you got to assume that he's happy. We lost, but I got my numbers. Cool story, Julius. Anyway, definitely some old mate, no mates vibes there. The Austin Rivers one just killed me. It's like he just brought up his elbow and Lance Stevenson sort of flinched. And the ref's like, get out! <laughs> it's like me looking at the dog. It's like, get out of here! What are you doing? Pants are good tonight. Uh, who got pants today? Steve Kerr roasting Richard Jefferson is always great fun. Uh, anyone roasting Richard Jefferson is always pretty funny because Richard Jefferson is pretty funny as well. Uh, but Steve Kerr refusing to answer any of Richard Jefferson's questions on the broadcast and instead just going, Dave, referring to Dave Patch, the uh, his fellow commentator, the play-by-play guy. Uh, Dave, you got any questions? Dave, Dave. And then finally <laughs> he answered Dave's questions, not Richard's. That was a panting Richard Jefferson. I loved it. Uh, Dave, you're Mitchell. Not only did he put... Your man KPJ in the Hurt Locker to uh, close down that game for the uh, Kings. He also yammed on half the Rockets early with a wicked double-hand smash. Garuba copped it. And uh, Luca absolutely pantsed. Poor, poor Momo Brown. Moses Brown just sort of caught up with Luca under the basket. Luca sort of half head faked, ball faked. Mo just literally turned around looking for the ball, going, where to go? Luca had it in his hands still. And just went up and laid it in. It was beautiful. That was such a fancy. That is 100% like a uh, the older kid going up to the other kid on the school ground going, hey, do you want a knuckle sandwich? Boom. And off you go. Uh, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. My favorite one of those was the Simpsons one. Do you want a Hurts donut? Oh, yeah. Bang. Hurts, don't it? Uh, better than Lonzo Ball today. Bones Island again. He's just, I love him way too much. 20 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, a steal and a block. Shot 8 of 14 from the floor, 2 of 7 from 3. But god damn. So the Nuggets really tried to shit the bed against the Pacers, but Bones was just massive in the fourth quarter. He and Joker just saved their ass. Uh, I mentioned the Air Gordon 3 uh, to get them up again, but Bones was huge. Franz Wagner, hello, against the Wizards, 28, 5 and 2. He was awesome. And KPJ, 30-12-12. Kevin Porter Jr. with the triple-double is the only Rocket, aside from Harden and Rusty Westbrook, since the Hakeem Olajuwon era to have a 30-point triple-double. So, bloody good, bro. Bloody good. 11-17 shooting for Kevin Porter Jr. He did also throw his rookie under the bus, though. But either way, that's what Lonzo would do, too. 30-12-12, good shit. Loving how many, you know, young, awesome dudes there are at the moment. Right, let's do some ENRs, though. Right after this. This is Nick K, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Right, let's do some yeah, Nas. Brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. That's right, what are you doing? 
Go check out the NBA Australia shop. Just links on the old socials or nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Get a hoodie, get a T-shirt, hook your brother up. I'll send that to you ASAP. Got to make some of that walking around money, don't we? Also need to clear out some of the space. Right, so go check it out. The NBA Australia shop. Cop your merch. Get some sweet duds. Look like the coolest dude in the world. All 80. That came in ladies' sizes as well. It'd be cool as hell. Everybody. Just go right at it. Anyway, nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Right, yeah, nah, as we take a bunch of NBA storylines aside with him or yeah, more nah. Number one, yeah, Brad McEagan. Fucking McEagan. Jimmy, yeah, nah, if, big if, the Lakers win the title from the last spot in the play-in tournament, does that help legitimize the bubble championship? Yeah, nah, fuck yes. I love this question because for all the fucking shitty, dumb fuckery of the Lakers... And it's all their own fault. So one of my favorite things today was like before the first game on ESPN today, you've still got fucking, what, NBA countdown like, where did the Lakers go wrong this season? Like, where do you think? They're 4-13 and 13 since the All-Star break. They play no defense. I don't know, man. Where did they go wrong? Was it because they traded all their good defenders for Russell Westbrook who doesn't give a fuck and he's shit now? Yes, that's the answer. We're out. That was a short segment. Yeah, shut up. We're sick of talking about the shitty Lakers. Uh, but, yeah, the fact that they play zero defense might be a start. We signed a bunch of dudes who don't play defense. Oh, geez, how do we not play defense? I'd probably start there. Their defensive ratings are behind Orlando and the Thunder. Just let that sink. That's two teams with 20 wins and 22 wins. That is, like... And you're meant to be a fucking contender. The Lakers have only got nine more wins than the Thunder this year. I'm just saying. And, like, the Thunder haven't been trying for about a month. <laughs> you can say the same about the Lakers. Though. Uh, but, yeah, look, in terms of, like, if they actually did pull it off, that would 100% legitimize the uh, Mickey Mouse Championship uh, and title because they would have basically gone up against it from the lowest possible seed ever. To win a title. And it turns it into, what, two and three years. So that becomes like a legit, like, oh, fuck. No. We're all screwing around. Lakers with LeBron and AD, it doesn't matter who else is there. If they're healthy and they're going, geez, they might always win the title. They might have won it, but they lost to the Suns anyway. Maybe AD was right when he said that everyone knows that we would have beaten the Suns last year, bro. It's like, all right. Settle down, you nerd. But, yeah, uh, that's a great one by McKeegan. Like, it would help legitimize the bubble title. Because, A, they've come back from the 10 seed, <laughs> gone through the plane and won the title, which would be remarkable in and of itself. But also, B, yeah, it'll make it two and three years, and you're like, oh, shit, no, they were always dominating. It was just injuries that fucked them. Which, to be honest, it might that might even still be true. If AD had been healthy all year, maybe none of this is happening. But here we are. I am Matty S. I am Matty S. There you go. Use your words, Jimmy. On Twitter. So Bill Simmons was asking about Ben's bad back after eight months off today. So yeah, nah, does Benny the Bricky just have a chronic case of shaggers back? Yeah, nah, fuck yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen his missus? Of course he's got a chronic case of shaggers back. So would you. She's a smoke show. Jesus, my lord. I would also give up playing basketball if I was Ben Simmons. I got better things to do with my time. Oh, Lord. Anyway, uh, last, yeah, he probably does. I mean, probably not helping. Jesus Christ. Uh, last one, should Patty win the Sportsmanship Award and the Teammate of the Year? I don't know how he didn't make the Teammate of the Year uh, thing, especially for him coming out next to Ben Simmons, having his back the entire time. Fuck yeah, he should. Obviously, yeah, nah, yeah. It's weird that he's not there as the teammate of the year as well as the sportsmanship because some of the other dudes are. Like, that's what I thought. Oh, yeah, well, it's okay because, like, it's not a bit of a crossover. And then I'm like, wait a minute. There's, like, four crossovers. <laughs> or at least, like, two, right? Three? Two. Two, three. Three. Two. Anyway, uh, so that sucks. But, Patty, sportsmanship of the award. Let's go. Uh, right. What about the unpopular opinion of the day? Now, look at me, please. Look at me. Uh, are we all going to look really fucking stupid if Giannis wins the scoring title, which he can do? No, I'm just saying. Um, he's at 29.9. LeBron's at 30.1. Uh, 
What about if Giannis also wins Defensive Player of the Year, but somehow Giannis doesn't win MVP? I think that would be fucking stupid. And now that's sort of stuck in my head for like, I kind of think Giannis might be the MVP. <laughs> like, just think about that for a second. He could win Defensive Player of the Year and the scoring title, but he might not win the MVP because everyone's like, oh, but Joel Embiid's been fun. Oh, he had to deal with Ben Simmons. Oh, he finally put it all together. Cool. But Giannis could win the Defensive Player of the Year in the scoring title. I think that would make him the MVP. It would be fucking dumb if it didn't. <laughs> I talked about this a while ago, right? It was like probably two or three weeks ago where the fact that his scoring load is so much and he is still that much of an impactful defender should actually make it more of an uh, argument for him winning Defensive Player of the Year. Because Rudy Gobert, run, dunk, set some screens, gnarly. Good on you, Rudy. Whereas Giannis is doing fucking everything and is a, like a wildly awesome defender. So just saying, Defensive Player of the Year. But yeah, just think about that for a second. If he wins Defensive Player of the Year and the scoring title, which is very, very probable, like how the fuck is he not the MVP? Yeah. Speaking of which... Outback Takeout. It's Thursday at Outback, and you know what that means? Yeah, our Aussie Tizers. That's right, Aussie Tizers. Bloomin' Onions, two for one. That's right, no Australian knows what the fuck these things are. Because all it is, is some sort of weird fucked onion that we've deep fried and made look like a fucking, I don't know, flower? Sure, that's definitely not Aussie, but it's only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is LeBron James will 100% miraculously be back in two to three games for the Lakers. Don't you worry about that. Because if LeBron doesn't play in at least three of the remaining seven games for the Lakers, he won't be eligible for the scoring title because of the lack of games played. You better fucking believe he's going to be back. Only at Outback. <laughs> I just, i that's not even a flame girl take. He's just going to be like, no, nah, I just got to gut it out from a team. Also to win the scoring title. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back with Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You listen to NBA Australia. And you're listening 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 to NBA Australia. All right, Australian player watch today. Uh, obviously, no Paddy, no Benny. No Aussie Matty T because we didn't have a Brooklyn or a uh, Philly game or anything today. But we did have Josh Green out there against the Cavs. He was awesome. Uh, 17 minutes, two points, uh, one or two from the floor. Four rebounds and two steals. Just doing his bloody job. He's going out there, running around, causing havoc. Uh, he's upped his three-point percentage to like over 35% as well since like January. So he's doing great. On you, Josh Grant. And then uh, rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Landau. Big cock jock. Got out there against Memphis in that loss. Uh, for the Spurs, he played four minutes because Pop hates him because he's anti-Australian. Classic anti-Australian bias from uh, Pop. Four minutes for Jock, zero points, one rebound. He missed the one shot that he took. So, bit of a shit one, I'll tell you. And uh, the latest giddy up uh, update is that uh, he has slipped down to sixth in the NBA rookie rankings behind Franz Wagner, which tells me that anybody who's voting on that shit on NBA.com doesn't know their ass from their elbow. And he should still be top three, four. What the fuck? Oh, Kay Cunningham and Jalen Green have gone... Yeah, Jalen Green's been shit, except for, like, literally the last five weeks. Let's all settle the fuck down. Anyway. Uh, let's do Kiwi Corner, because it is, after all, our Thursday. We've got a bit of an extra bit of Kiwi Corner today, because I enjoyed this. Steve Adams brood. Uh, he broke the single-season record for the most offensive rebounds in a season. For the Memphis Grizzlies. How's that? So they not only today did they win their first ever division title, but uh, they've got Stephen Adams out there breaking records. So he broke the record set by Zach Randolph back in 2009-2010. Uh, and uh, it's pretty crazy. Like, you think about the Grizzlies, 
trading my name as Jonas Valanciunas. They get Steven Adams. And all it's done is fucking lift this team out of the morass and made them awesome. They don't need a scoring big man. They need a dude who can set a fucking brick shithouse screen and get an offensive rebound. Uh, so the record was 330. He's already at 337 for the season. Uh, he did also have some quotes on rebounding, uh, which was awesome. Oh, you could go into the Dennis Rodman stuff. He had it down to a science talking about the rotations of the ball and stuff. He's wild, mate. I'm too stupid for that, mate. I don't have enough brain cells for that one, brother. I just stand there. <laughs> that's a real quote. from. That's not me making up. Stephen Adams literally told reporters that. I fucking love him. Anyway, uh, so since we did the last Kiwi corner, he had six points, 16 rebounds, six assists, three blocks, and three steals in that huge win over Indy uh, back on Friday. Uh, on Sunday, he had four points, 11 rebounds, five assists, two blocks, and a steal against the Bucks when they kicked the shit out of them. That was awesome. Eight points, nine rebounds, two assists, a block, and two steals against the Warriors back on Tuesday. And then yesterday against, oh, today, sorry, today against the Spurs, he had eight, eight, and two. Uh, shot three of four and a steal. Look at that. He's absolutely crushing it. He's averaging a. Uh, Seven and a half points, ten and a half rebounds, three assists, over a block a game, shooting over 55% for March. He has smashed it. Great job by the big Kiwi. Right, Patty Mills Game Day Ball, Game Day Twitter check-in. Always a great one. Jingle and Joe Ingles. Talk about a uh, Game Day Ball inspiration board. Jingles had his, uh, on his IG story. April 2 is World Autism Awareness Day. Every day should be World Autism Acceptance Day. He's not wrong. That's awesome. Jingles, what a legend. And then there was a uh, nice picture of him and uh, the fam getting brecky. <laughs> Great shit. All right, let's do some game previews for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Oh, yeah, pretty chill, bro. I'll go drink some beers in a bit. Uh, <laughs> why not? Right, uh, we went 4 of 11 today on the picks. It was absolutely brutal. Uh, because the Suns missed out on covering by that stupid Michael Bridges missed free throw at the end. New Orleans couldn't do enough. Uh, now the Spurs. Uh, OKC got beaten by too much, which was annoying. Uh, Houston missed out on by covering by a half point. <laughs> oh, that sucked. I nailed the Charlotte pick. Missed out on Boston. Thought they'd uh, get right there. I thought Orlando would make a lead. Orlando were leading this, and uh, it looked like my plus three and a half Orlando pick was a good one. Denver just... Missed by covering by a half point, I think. No, by two and a half points. Yeah, they won by seven. And, uh, yeah, now the Dallas pick over Cleveland. But So 4 of 11, bit of a rough one, but you'll take it. You get that on the big jobs, don't you? Uh, especially when you miss a couple by a half point. Uh, so we're 648 correct picks on a 1,137 uh, picks all year. Still a bloody good win rate, I'll tell you that much. Uh, tomorrow we've got five games. We've got Philly at Detroit, and the Sixers are 10.5-point favorites against the Pistons, which concerns me because the Pistons, all they do is cover, and all Philly do is play down to their uh, opponents and try their hardest to shit the bed. So I'm going to take Detroit plus 10.5 just because it's too many points. Detroit are just sneaky fun, sneaky good, and they'll probably lose this. And it'll look bad, but they might just somehow end up covering. So give me the plus 10.5. Milwaukee! It's a gonk for the good land. They go to Brooklyn tomorrow. They're one and a half point underdogs against the Nets. Obviously, Kyrie can play in Brooklyn now. Kind of neat. I don't think that makes them a better team than Milwaukee, especially at the moment. So I'm taking the Bucks plus one and a half against the Nets. Brooklyn really need to win this, though, uh, to stay above. Obviously, Charlotte and Atlanta hounding them for the eight seed. Uh, and they are obviously only two back of Cleveland, so it's going to be a big game for Brooklyn. If they pull that, it's huge, but I think Milwaukee will just have all the answers. Uh, speaking of which, Cleveland actually play Atlanta. Cleveland play in Atlanta. Cleveland on a back-to-back. Atlanta on a back-to-back. Unfortunately, Cleveland played Dallas yesterday, uh, today. Atlanta played OKC and kicked the shit out of them. So Atlanta at home, four-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to go with Atlanta. This is going to be a shootout, though, I reckon, so... Bet the over. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to take Atlanta minus four and a half. And then the two LA, LA teams on the road, LA Clippers in Chicago. I'm taking Chicago minus three and a half. Even the Clippers coming back and winning that insane game against Utah. I think it's just one of those letdown after a big comebacks. Utah are a very different team to Chicago. 
I think the Bulls just a few too many sort of weapons from too many different angles for the Clippers. So giving the Bulls minus three and a half at home against the Clips. Uh, even, like with Paul George, it gives them a weird, funny, funky sort of angle. Maybe Mook actually hits a shot in this one, but I just think Chicago will have a little bit too much for them. Between Vooch, Levine, DeMar, three and a half seems pretty easy. And then finally, the Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers they go to Utah. The Jazz are 11.5-point favorites against the Lakers. The Lakers without LeBron. Can the Lakers cover 11.5? Can they? I don't think they can. <laughs> I don't think they will. I'm going to take the Jazz minus 11.5. Maybe that loss will be in the kick in the ass that they need because they need one. The Jazz, it's still like a, a big amount of points, but the Jazz have lost five on the trot. The Lakers desperately need to win this one. They've lost three on the trot. Their last win was that uh, crazy game where LeBron smashed Cleveland. But, god damn. I'm going to have to take Utah minus 11.5 because I cannot trust the Lakers as far as I can throw them. So, give me the jazz. And there you go. We'll wrap all that up for you tomorrow on tomorrow's show. All daily, all the time. You know that. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IGs, all of the socials. Check it out NFL Australia and World Wrestling Australia. Always great. Uh, World Wrestling Australia is over on YouTube. NFL Australia is on your podcast app. Speaking of which, rate and review us on your podcast app. Go on. I don't ask for much. Make sure you chuck us a rating and review. Uh, also, go to nbaaustralia.com slash shop and get your merch. Get your merch. Uh, Manscaped.com. Use the code Australia there and get their ultra premium collection. Get nice and clean. Get a trimmer. Off you go. Bang in the code Australia. You'll get 20% off and free shipping though as well. Knowable. Bang in the code Australia when you download the Knowable app. And you'll get 20% off too. That's right. You'll get smarter with 20% off. That's just pretty smart, bro. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Uh, and Joshua Delorantis, Fascinated. Goldmines. Ramshackle Army. Iowa Sex Jedi. Green, Green, Green and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp. Triple J and Earth. Facey. Apple Music. Spotify. How are you listening to tunes? Follow your bands? Do that. NBA Australia Sports Australian Bands. So should you. All right. Well, let's close out with a brand new diary of Stephen Adams. Because why bloody not? And we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, later, hosen. Oh, Kira Bruce, how's it going, eh? Oh, it's just Stephen Adams here, Bruce, just swinging by to write in my diary. Oh, so here goes, Bruce. Oh, dear Dory, that's me, Brew. Stephen Adams, E. Oh, but you knew that, ain't Brew? Because you're on my diary, mate. And you know all my deep, dark secrets, Brew. Oh, like how my best friend Zion, Brew? He's been telling me that he's been dunking for about four months, Brew. But he just doesn't like, you know, the New Orleans Pelicans putting him on a diet, Brew. But shush, don't tell anybody, because they're all, like, up in his ass about being really big. And I'm like, Brew, go back to home to New, New Zealand, Brew, and you'll see all the fellas there. Big is beautiful, eh, man? So don't listen to him. Do do you, Brew. Do you. But don't tell anybody about this, Brew, because it's on the hush-hush, eh? Anyway, Brew, so, uh, yeah, it's been a chill week, eh? After ESPN, Brew, dropped by Memphis and got everyone hyped up about us and everything. That was pretty cool. Uh, we've sort of just been chilling around and winning games, Brew. And I think as of today, Brew, we won our first ever divisional title, eh? Which is sweet as. I don't know what the division is, but that's sweet. I was really bad at division in school, eh? It's like... Oh, you got to divide this by this one, brew. I'm like, what's six by six, brew? Oh, is that one? I'm confused already, man. Anyway, so, bit of a sweet one, though. We've just been chilling and winning the games, eh? So, I'll take that. And uh, I might shout a few of the brews today, a couple of celebratory sarsaparillas, brew, because we're, we're down in the southwest, which is pretty fun, because that's where we're playing. We played in San Antonio, brew. Yeah. So, I might have to go down and uh, check out the river walk, eh? And see what's going on, because I love rivers, and I love walks, eh? So, it sounds amazing, brew. I can't wait, bro. Have some sarsaparillas with the boys. And off we go. And we'll see how we go, eh? So, uh, and what else? Oh, that's right. I've got a We Won the Southwest Division hungry brew that I'm going to start cooking up too. So that'll be sweet as. I cooked it last week, brew, in preparation because someone told me what the division was. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I need a hungry. So we got one. And everything else has been going great, brew. My friends, Desmond, and my other friend, the Anthony, brew, they can't stop hitting threes, brew. They're like my brother Ken back in home in NZ, bro. <laughs> Do you get it? Can't stop hitting threes because he has six with Sheilas who look like him, eh? Oh, that's funny, bro. Oh, I got him. In your face, Ken. 
Anyway, Brew, uh, so yeah, I better get back to uh, my hungy because we secured the second seed hungy as well as on the way. And we've also got the divisional hungy. So that'll be delicious as Brew. So I better get the boys all sorted up for that, eh? So till next week, Brews. Cheer, cheer. Love, Stephen Adams E.